Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, there we go. Welcome, friends. I am your host, Todd Huff. You're tuned in to America's Home for Conservative, Not Bitter Talk, and you can send me emails with thoughts and questions and feedback, adoration, and praise always accepted. There, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, building out, I should say, our online community. So there's going to be more. In fact, we've been working on that in recent uh, days. That's going to get built out here soon. If you're not already a member, it's free to become uh, free to become a member of that community. You can visit community.toddhuffshow.com. We will have some other bonuses for people who, um, as we grow and develop this, want some more behind-the-scenes stuff, some cool stuff I think we're working on. And I've got some news that I want to share with you that I still can't do. I still can't do, but there's a lot of good things uh, that are that are happening, and I'm grateful, grateful for this opportunity, and it's a pleasure to be here. So let's start. Let's start with, I guess we'll start with Biden's uh, speech yesterday, last evening. Um, this speech is directed at what needs to be done, what Biden the Democrat Party with the radical left, really, um, things should be done about, well, in the wake of the mass shooting, the school shooting in Uvalde. Um, You could also add the shooting in in Buffalo, uh, the shooting in California, and there's other acts of violence with guns, with firearms. And so I want to talk about this today. And look, I... You know, we have to be able to communicate ideas that are rooted in in truth, that are rooted in truth. And and folks, I know people, I know most of you understand this, but some people just will not accept that the second amendment is under under assault. In fact, I've got some sound bites um from some ridiculous things I've heard on, uh, I don't know, social media outlets, from people who have it all figured out, some of these leftists who are condescending, who think that they're smarter than the founders, who think that people who wrote a document 200 and whatever it is, 40-plus years ago, um, they, they don't understand. The radical left, first of all, they're incredibly condescending. They think they're smart and you're not, that I'm not. They think they have the answers and they think we are the problem. Um, and it's it's really quite off-putting. It, it also entertains me if I'm being if I'm being candid with you because these sorts of people, um, I think when when they shut the lights off at night, when they lie down in bed, um, I think they know deep down. Again, you can have different opinions. Liberals have different opinions. I, I understand there's there's people who have different opinions on 
on things, genuine opinions. I'm talking about the unhinged, godless, condescending, incredibly volatile, incredibly divisive members of the radical left, which unfortunately are in control of today's media, today's Democrat Party. Um, but they don't understand. They don't understand this concept of truth. In fact, they would, I ventured to say, most of them or many of them would reject the notion that there even is truth. Of course, when they reject said notion, they are in fact inserting what they believe to be true, thereby undermining and um, completely nullifying their argument that truth exists. Truth does exist. We may not always get it right. In fact, that's what we seek to do here each and every day. I, that what, what motivates me, what motivates me, I, first of all, I love this country. I care about this country. I think about my children. I think about the blessings that we have been given by being Americans. It's not that we are perfect. It's not that we have figured it all out. But to pretend, but to pretend and act like the founders did not do something special. Now, again, they certainly did things that were not right as well. It's not an either-or proposition. We've been through this countless times. I say this every time. Slavery was completely, completely wrong. Slavery is an evil. It does not mean that the other things that they said that are true should should suddenly be um, abandoned because people who were incredibly wrong and made evil choices regarding slavery... Um, it doesn't mean that they were not right on other things. And they were very right on other things. So right, in fact, that it changed the trajectory of how humanity lives on planet Earth. It changed the relationship for at least a lot of people. It spread to other countries, the relationship between government and citizen. In fact, that concept, that concept wasn't, widely accepted or uh, adhered to throughout the history of, of the world, and certainly at the time of the founders. It was government, it was ruling class, and subjects. That's the way that they looked at it. And so these rights are a, you can say, a revelation of truth, a discovery of truth, that we are given our rights by Almighty God. God gives us our rights, not not the Constitution. The Constitution recognizes that. The Declaration, those things recognize, they hold these truths to be self-evident, right? That's what the Declaration of Independence says, that all men are created equal, endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights among those life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the Constitution enumerates some of those rights, some of the rights, not all of them. But we're given our rights by our by our creator, and government is a necessary evil this side of heaven. And so the idea is per, protect the liberty of individuals, give, you know, the people will empower the government to do certain things that are supposed to be really well-defined, really limited in scope and power. The people are supposed to be the bosses of the government, Um. The people are supposed to pay enough taxes to, to operate that small, limited government. Of course, this is nowhere where we are today. In fact, in fact, if you want to blame all, you look at all the problems that we have, it, 
worldview is where this starts. People who have an erroneous worldview, which is a worldview that's not consistent with what the founders implemented in this country as far as the, uh, the, the writings and the Constitution and the Declaration. Those are, those are beautiful works. Outside of Scripture, folks, this is, I mean, this is some of the most beautiful writing, profound writing, life-altering writings in, in the world outside of, say, the Bible. And people just don't understand they, they I, I sometimes think some people don't, they haven't connected the dots, they haven't had it explained to them, they haven't thought about it. Some people simply don't want it to be true. But these rights, you, the concept, and again, I'm going to, I understand the Second Amendment was written. In fact, if you read the full Second Amendment, um, it talks about a well-regulated militia being necessary, right? It talks about a militia being necessary, which, of course, back in those days, the militia was people who were regular citizens. And so they had the right to keep and bear arms so that if they needed to be called upon to defend their community, their state, their city, whatever, they had the means to be able uh, to do that. I understand the founders were thinking about the rights of the citizens to be able to defend themselves against the tyrannical government. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. But the right really is founded a half a step back, which is God created us to be free. We have the freedom to protect our liberty, and we have the right to protect our liberty. We have the right to protect ourselves from any harm, whether that's an oppressor in the form of a government, whether that is a common criminal trying to inflict harm upon me, these things are fundamental truths. These, these concepts do not change, my friends. When something is true, it, it's, it's like discovering a law in, in science. Something that is a law of science, that's a scientific law, is something that we know to be the case each and every, every time. It can be repeatable. It's something that we can predict. It's something that we can say this is what's going to happen. Um, and it becomes a scientific law because it's it's t- you can test your hypothesis, you can uh, repeat it, you can see it, you can observe it. It happens every time. That is what the truth is. The truth is every time every human has the right to protect himself or herself from anything that's going to infringe upon his or her life, liberty, property, pursuit of happiness. I mean, this is a fundamental concept. It is a truth. It is a bedrock principle. It's not something that is antiquated because it was written 240-some years ago, as some on the left would have you believe. Now, that does not mean that, does not mean that you and I uh, cannot have any laws or th- there can't be any laws regulating um, anything about guns or firearms, but it should not infringe upon the right of the people to have the means to protect themselves, right? It's, there's, that's just a fundamental reality and truth. And no matter how many times we try to rewrite this, no matter how many times we try to ignore this, I know we don't, but the radical left and people like Biden, um, it doesn't change that. Now, 
people, people can use their freedoms. People can use guns. People can use cars. People can use bombs or airplanes, as we saw on 9-11, to do really, really wicked and evil things. Those things always begin in the heart and the mind, and then they manifest themselves themselves whenever someone has uh, the means, the opportunity, the tools, whatever those are, to inflict harm and to use their uh, the, the power of choice to inflict harm and to do evil, truly wicked and evil upon other people. And that is what happens, has happened in these shootings. And yes, uh, having a semi-automatic weapon makes gives someone the ability to uh, fire more rounds than something that's not a semi-automatic weapon. But now we're getting to the heart of the issue. Now, now we begin to ask the question, and, and I listened to this speech last night by, by Biden. He's introducing several ideas. One, of course, is to ban what they call assault weapons, which I, I think is, again, they do this with language. They, in fact, he said something about, you know, someone can't even get a pistol, right? Pistol sounds, pistol sounds like a, I don't know, not very, not a very modern or powerful weapon. Pistol almost sounds like a little, a little bitty nothing kind of, 22 six shooter or some such thing. And he says, you, can, you can't buy a pistol, but you can buy an assault weapon, assault rifle. When in reality, we know for people who have any clue about guns, now there's different caliber of weapons and so forth, but we know that a pistol or a handgun um, can be, they're semi-automatic handguns as well. We know that the shooters, recent shooters, have used handguns in addition to AR-15s or semi-automatic uh, rifles. Semi-automatic handguns and semi-automatic rifles effectively do the same. I mean, again, the weaponry is different, but the ability to fire shots quickly with a single pull of a trigger is the efficiency is effectively the same. Again, if you're using a 9mm versus a 223 round and an AR-15 or something, there's a different um, velocity, different size, you know, caliber round coming out. And, uh, but the, they both can efficiently kill people, right? They, they can. So the question then becomes, as you begin to get into these things, right, as they begin to put their solutions up, let's ban... Assault weapons as what as what they call them. Let's have red flag laws, which I have a major, major, major problem with red flag laws, um, because that allows law enforcement to effectively take away people's weapons, people's lawfully held firearms, um, based upon someone else's belief that this person might might use the weapon um, to commit a crime or to you know do one of these heinous acts of evil that's that's a lack of, of due process this is what they're pushing for now all to say um, 
that these sorts of things would have prevented it. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we literally have examples of of F of the FBI following many of these shooters had been on the watch list or had gotten the attention of of law enforcement or the FBI and and they weren't even stopped. So what again, I I just look at these things and think what are we presenting that would have as a solution that would have stopped these heinous recent you know shootings right and and meanwhile i'm listening to the events that say uvalde i listened to the lady the mother who was placed in handcuffs the police were more aggressive with a parent who demanded that she be able to save her children they actually used more force to stop her than the guy in the school that was shooting these children they handcuff her um she gets out of the handcuffs she makes well they let her out of the handcuffs. She makes a bolt for the fence. She climbs the fence, runs into the school. As law enforcement's outside, she gets both of her children, both of her children safely out of that school building. And she was considered the problem. She was considered the one who was to be detained. And and you just you, you think about this and you think, what in the world? The things that should have been done in a, in a bad situation, the steps, the actions that should have been taken were not done. So someone comes along and says, well, if he couldn't have gotten a semi-automatic rifle, then he never would have gone there in the first place. I mean, that's I guess that's what they think. And then the rest of us are saying, well, how how are we going to prevent that? I mean, there's at least... What's the number? 300 and some, maybe even closer to 400 million. They really don't know the number of guns in America. Do we really, really and truthfully believe because we have a law that says there won't be any more that suddenly there won't be? I just, there's a lot of things that aren't supposed to be, right? There's not supposed to be guns at a school. It's a gun-free zone. That's one thing. There's not supposed to be, you know, fentanyl and heroin and cocaine there's not supposed to be illegal immigration there's not supposed to be corruption in dc right but these things all exist now it doesn't mean there's not something that can be done but as i listened to this speech last night and i think what what are the things that really would have stopped this and other than believing in some notion that by saying assault weapons are 100% just going to be vanished from everywhere in America because there's some law um, that's written and signed by, written by Congress, passed by Congress and signed by Biden. I just, I don't know, folks, that, that's incredibly, that's incredibly naive to me. And then I also think there are legitimate, I mean, I know Whoopi Goldberg and the radicals on The View act like an AR-15 is basically a weapon of, of war. It's not the same thing. There's a reason that the issued weapon for most folks in the military is the M4 and not the AR-15. And it has to do with one being truly semi-automatic or having burst fire capabilities versus one being strictly semi-automatic. Um, but again, they act as though there's no legitimate use. AR-15s are a very... Uh, they can be used for home defense. They can be used for sporting. They can be used... They can be used for hunting, too. They just act like that's not a thing. 
They act like the only reason people want to carry an AR-15 or have an AR-15 is because they want to go terrorize and, and murder people. But the fact of the matter is, that's not 99.99% of people. So, again, if you're only going to make it harder for people to have access to a weapon that has a legitimate purpose, by the way, home defense is at the top of that list, if you're going to make it harder for them to do that, how is that a good thing when when we know that people who are hell-bent on doing evil acts are going to have other means by which they can they can get the weapon anyway. Anyway, want to talk about this. Might play some sound bites from Biden's speech. Got some other things to get to as well, but we got to take a time out. Listening here to the home of conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. You know, as I was thinking here, talking to Oz during the break, she was asking me about this. They actually did interview the woman, um, I, which I summarized her story. Um, the woman who ran into the school to get her two children. As police waited outside, she said, I think she was interviewed by CBS, but she said that she, she said how many, how many, this is terrible. This is horrible. How many children could they have saved if they had just gone in when she went in? She made, In fact, she said, it sounded to me, again, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Cutting through some of this and getting to the truth and understanding all the details is, is proves many times to be a little complicated because there's so many crazy, crazy parts of this story, conflicting parts of this story, um, just confusing parts of this, stuff that does not add up. I mean, it just does. I, I don't. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, but she said, you know, they would have. She made it sound like they would have saved fifteen of the kids. At least that was her guess. Now she could be wrong. I, I'm. I, that's horrible. And I think you know what? Some of the things we're discussing here regarding the Second Amendment, regarding firearms and gun safety. I think it's. It's a necessary conversation. I, I'm, I'm okay with these conversations. But something else that needs equal amount of, I guess, criticism or cynicism or just critical analysis is what in the world happened? What happened with the first responders? I mean, I don't mean to jump on law enforcement here. I mean, they put their, their lives at risk, but they didn't. I don't, why did they do what they did or why did they not do what they should have done? Why are parents going in? And then the person who actually shoots the shooter is an off duty, what, Customs and Border Patrol agent who got a shotgun from his barber. I mean, these things, it just, it's crazy that that is what happened. And then to think that the same people, and with all due respect to law enforcement, I don't mean this. to to be critical in general, but it sounds like they royally screwed this thing up to me. They didn't do what they should have done. But then to think, to think that the people who are responsible for schools, right, the government, for law enforcement, the government, to think that now they should have more say in this, I think, forgive me if I'm a little skeptical here. Forgive me if I think the solution 
is to give more power and authority to the people to solve this who in some way um, didn't do any of the things right, that the, the tools they had in place were not effectively used. So why would the next one be effectively used? Are we only going to see these tools effectively used on law-abiding citizens who are trying to simply manage and maintain their Second Amendment God-given right? God-given right to protect themselves from any danger, whether it's an oppressive, tyrannical government, foreign enemy, you know, criminal who's trying to hurt their family, whatever. Um, These questions need to be asked as well. Simply saying, red again, red flag laws. We had FBI agents who were paying attention to to some of these shooters over the past. I mean, it's been a recurring theme. You know that they they had been alerted, they had investigated, or I mean, any number of things had encounters with, or was familiar with the name of the person who ended up committing the crime. And they and again they. They didn't stop them. What is, is some neighbor supposed to suddenly do this? And then I find myself asking, did someone try to do this and they weren't allowed to and it would have prevented this shooting? I mean, I don't think that's the case. I, I just, I don't, you know. Um, again, these are conversations that we should have. And if there's something that would have worked that does not infringe upon someone's true freedom to protect themselves again it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that there can't be an inconvenience or i mean there's already background in fact if you look at the they act like there's no background checks there are background checks right there are there are if any for those of you who have bought a firearm you know that there are background checks they act as though there's not but if you look at if you look at when they pull on it, it'll say, "Do you are you in favor of enhanced background checks?" And I think how many background checks were not conducted, or excuse me, were conducted and were supposed to have prevented someone from getting a firearm, firearm yet they still did, and they want to do more. I just this is this is what government does, and these politicians they get to stand up there. And they get to say things that sound right to people, right? And it's, 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 to me, the worst kind of individual to go up there and to say a bunch of things and to say, to, to imply that if you only had, if Joe Biden only had more authority, if officials in a certain state or in the federal government only had more authority, that somehow they would have been able to stop this when there's, 20 answers that we don't, 20 questions we don't have answers to as to why they, why didn't they go in the school? Why didn't, um, why didn't the, the, you know, when this person popped up um, with, with law enforcement, why did they get past that? Why didn't someone intervene then? Why did they, were they able to shoot their grandmother, drive a car, wreck a car, wait? you know, 12 minutes later, get into a school through a door that was conflicting information on that, either left open or that didn't didn't lock or some such thing. I, I just, there's all sorts of stuff here. And 
again, the conversation, the debate, fine. But when one side's starting point is truly guns should be outlawed, friends, I just, I mean, this is this is dangerous talk for um, the health of a republic. Guns have done a lot of good things. Guns in the hands of evildoers have done wicked and atrocious things, and we've seen that, and it's terrible, and it's awful, and it's hideous, and it's sad. But guns have saved lives. Guns have protected and, and stopped assault and physical assaults and rapes. Guns have stopped people from being murdered. This is documented to a large extent as well. Anyway, quick time out, my friends. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. Let's listen here. Just a little bit of Biden's speech to give you a flavor. Some of you may have listened. Some of you may not have. Just to see what uh, what's going to be happening here. And remember... Uh, Folks, again, you know how I don't I don't like talking about this the the tragic loss of the of lives of anyone, particularly children. So we have to, for the sake of making wise decisions, not simply not decisions that are simply uh, that that are made out of emotion that we can't at least have a discussion because. If this is done incorrectly, if if we make the wrong sets of decisions or the left makes the wrong sets of decisions and Republicans are too afraid to oppose it because they don't want to be branded as people who don't care, um, which is how this is how this works. Um, other really bad things can happen, right? Other really bad things can happen. Um Bad, again, I, I don't know how else to say it other than people, good guys with guns, whether the left thinks they stop bad guys with guns or not, the truth is good guys with guns don't do these things. It's the bad guys with guns. So it turns out the gun is the is a tool that they've chosen to use. I absolutely understand that. But it's the bad part, right? We have good people with guns that never do anything illegal with them. We have bad guys with guns who do these wicked, atrocious acts. So it's that bad guy part, right? The bad guy part that we're, we should focus on. Not, not all people who are following the laws, who are using their weapons to protect their family, themselves, and so forth. But that's who ends up getting, who gets affected by these things. So let's listen so we we have to be able to have an exchange about these ideas without without being branded as people who just don't care, which is of course ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, and that that is not hard to to demonstrate. It's just people don't want to because it's it's oh, it's just such an emotional time, and this is such a terrible, terrible situation. So let's listen to some of the things Biden said. I'm going to play the beginning of the speech from uh, last night. Day this past Monday, Jill and I visited Arlington National Cemetery. As we entered those hallowed grounds, we saw rows and rows of crosses among the rows of headstones with other emblems of belief, honoring those who paid the ultimate price on battlefields 
around the world. The day before, we visited Uvalde, Uvalde, Texas. In front of Robb Elementary School, we stood before 21 crosses. Awful. Terrible. 19, 3rd, and 4th graders. Absolutely disgusting and sick. Just horrible. On each cross, a name. And nearby, I can agree on that. a photo of each victim that Jill and I reached out to touch. Innocent victims murdered in a classroom that had been turned into a killing field. Standing there in that small town, like so many other communities across America, I couldn't help but think there are too many other schools, too many other everyday places that have become killing fields, battlefields here in America. We stood at such a place just 12 days before, across from a grocery store in Buffalo, Buffalo, New York, memorializing 10 fellow Americans, a spouse, a parent, a grandparent, a sibling, gone forever. At both places, we spent Horrific. hours with hundreds of family members who were broken and whose lives will never be the same. They had one message for all of us. Do something. Do something. Just do something. For God's sake, do something. It says God's sake in this speech. After Columbine, after Sandy Hook, after Charleston, after Orlando, after Las Vegas, after Parkland, nothing has been done. This time that can't be true. This time we must actually do something. The issue we face is one of conscience and common sense. For so many of you at home, I want to be very clear. This is not about taking away anyone's guns. It's about vilif not about vilifying gun, o gun owners. That's In not, fact, we believe we left. should be treating responsible gun owners as an example of how every gun owner should behave. Not from what I hear from I people. I respect the culture and the tradition and the concerns of lawful gun owners. At the same time, Doesn't seem that way. the Second Amendment, like all other rights, is not absolute. It was, just, it was Justice Scalia who wrote, and I quote, mm -hmm. like most rights, the right Second Amendment, by the, the rights granted by the Second Amendment are not unlimited. Okay. Not unlimited. It never has been. There have always been limitations on what weapons you can own in America. For example, machine guns have been federally regulated for nearly 90 years. Actually, glad to hear them admit this. This is still they a free country. Like the AR-15 is a machine gun. This isn't gun. about taking to anyone's it's rights. It's about protecting children. It's about protecting families. It's about protecting whole communities. It's about protecting our freedoms to go to school, to a grocery store, to a church, without being shot and killed. According to new data just released by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, guns are the number one killer of children in the United States of America. The number one killer. More than car accidents, more than cancer. Over the last two decades, more school-aged children have died from guns than on-duty police officers and active-duty military combined. Okay, I, I wanted to play this from the beginning because, and I gotta take a break here, but... <sighs> There, there's, oh, there is, I just, I just wanted to hear you to hear if you didn't listen to the full, the speech, and we can't obviously listen to the whole thing, but I wanted to hear you to hear how they, 
I mean, just the emotional look. It is sad. It is awful. It is tragic. I cannot imagine what these parents, these other students who survived, whoever was in that building who saw the tragedy, who lost a child, who lost a friend. It's it's horrific. It is straight from the pits of hell. Terrible stuff. We can agree on that. What what it feels like to me is that this they really lean into that to to make it and and i'm just i'm not comfortable talking about this but i i i just think this has to be acknowledged they really hit on the sad part to basically say in order to stop that what i'm about to tell you is what we have to do and if you don't do it what's wrong with you you sick evil person and we're not allowed to have a substantive conversation. And surely, even my liberal, radical leftist friends who've tuned in today, surely you would agree with me that we should at least be able to talk about the substance of these things, how they would have the, – the, the recommendations, the, uh, the proposed legislation or ideas that Biden goes through, which I'll kind of hit the highlights on here before we wrap up, but is – how would they have stopped this? Is – are we – are we making emotional decisions? Are we allowing people to, uh, you know, push something that maybe isn't the best idea or solution? Maybe there's other ramifications that we're not even allowed to discuss because it's considered insensitive. I obviously don't want to, to do that, but I also don't want true principles to be ignored because of the emotion and the the gravity of this situation. And that's what I feel from this. And again, I didn't play the whole thing. It's 17 minutes or so, but quick time out. Come back. I'm just going to hit on the high points of the things that he's recommending, and we'll do that before we wrap up for the day. So type my friends back in just a minute. <laughs> Just a couple of moments here. I just want to hit on high points as to what Biden's recommendations or what his plan, I guess you could say, um, out of the speech last night. I'm looking at CNN.com. He wants to ban, well, what he calls assault weapons, high-capacity magazines. He wants, if that can't happen, to raise the age to purchase semi-automatic rifles from 18 to 21, strengthen... Background checks. Sorry about that. There was sound that triggered there. Um, they want to also repeal the immunity that protects gun manufacturers from liability, which, I mean, that's... Again, if someone uses that weapon to commit crimes, they want people to be able to sue the gun manufacturer um, for that, which, again... It, I don't. If it's a legal weapon, why is the gun manufacturer liable for producing something that's permitted by law that someone uses in an illegal way? But anyway, that's that's in there, and make no mistake, that's one that they really want to see um, to to hurt the the gun industry. This is this is one of the techniques the radical left uh, uses, and then of course addressing the mental health crisis. I wish we would address the crisis in our public education system that actually um, has abandoned the teaching of, of 
good things and truth and instead has embraced radical nonsense and including the transgender um, agenda, CRT, and so forth. But those are the high points. I've got to take a break long in this segment. Sit tight, my friends. Back in just a minute. All right, my friends. Unfortunately, this is about all the time that we have for this week. Time flies when you're having fun, when you're tuned in here to our program. We'll see where this goes next. These these recommendations, this proposal from Biden regarding guns. Again, um, I want to see what happened. I want those things to end as well. But as I said from the beginning, we also have to think not – again – There's a lot of things that should have happened that didn't happen with this particular incident, and there's also liberties that we have to think about as well because there are very, very dangerous things that happen when we lose liberty, folks. I've got to go have a great weekend. SDGC Monday. Take care.